The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Oh yeah! Yeah. Wow. Hi. That was awesome. Welcome to the five count. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I'm, you really seem happy to be here. Do I really? I mean, you are holding your, a book in front of your lap. So I really am. You must be pretty excited. Wow. I am excited. Dusty gave me a book off air as a gift, and it's just really awesome. Thank you so much. This here it is. Look at this. Not just a cute name. That's you, Dust. Right. Look there. at this. Ton always likes that sight gags. Not just a cute name. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, person listening. Look at this. Look at this. Should I get into this book? Or are you going to tell us about the show tonight? This is the five count. It's a big show, Ton. Like really big. Really big. Probably the maybe the biggest show we'll have all year. Okay. We've got an exclusive interview. Special guest on the program tonight. You ready for this information? I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Uh, we have Dave Drywitz, bass player for the band Ween. Dude. On the show tonight. Dude. Yeah. I mean, you've been playing Ween for the past 20 years on air. Well, we're slowly piecing the band together. Wow. This is member three of five that we've had on the show. This is amazing. That's awesome. Dave Drywitz on the program tonight. Love this idea. Ton on the program tonight. Oh, yeah. It's a double, double banger. Double whammy. Wow. That's going to be awesome. I'm excited. That also means great, great tunes. Well, here was my idea, Ton. You can tell me if you think it's dumb or not. Okay. Uh, It's too late because it's already in motion. Oh, all right. Uh, As you mentioned, we have played Ween in the past here and there. Yeah. Uh, In fact, we've done several shows where it's been nothing but Ween. So tonight, I thought we would do something a little different and play live versions of Ween songs. Yeah, okay. That's a great idea. Does that make sense? Yeah. Love this idea. Featuring the bass stylings of Dave Drywitz of Ween. Awesome. So stay tuned. That's coming up tonight. It's going to be awesome. Ton's super excited about his book. I'm pretty excited. Hides his excitement. 
Dusty gave me a book. It's called On the Curry Trail. And I can just imagine the uh the 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 slander that's getting thrown my way from Billy Floyd shouts right now. I don't know if he likes curry or doesn't. Probably doesn't. He hates rice, right? He's got a he's got a serious problem with rice. This is basmati rice, which is different than typical Asian rice. Um I wonder if that phobia is all encompassing or Yeah, I don't know. I mean you can you can have curries without rice also. But um, just to let you know, Floyd shouts right here on the introduction. We've got uh, a little snippet here. If any dish deserves to be called global, it is curry. From mm. Newfoundland to Antarctica, from Beijing to Warsaw, there is scarcely a place where curries are not enjoyed. That's awesome. I think you can put anything in a curry. Denmark's comfort. I mean, you can listen to this because I think the curry just refers to the powder that goes into it, right? The sauce, the the spice set. I would say, and okay. and and whether it's like a gravy type or not, it's different. There's looser or thicker sauces, but here we have pork. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a bit of a cough. Got a bit of curry in his throat. Pork meatballs in a creamy curry sauce. Yogurt marinated chicken thighs and creamy tomato sauce. Curried deviled eggs which that would not be in a sauce that's just deviled eggs but with a, a curried spice set in there creamy chicken vegetable soup with apples british curry house vindaloo Ooh. coronated curried chicken salad with apricots pasta and pine nut and raisin marinated sardines wow are you gonna eat all these wow i mean i will try a lot of these I've already had a few of these. That's just for certain areas. That's like Denmark, Denmark's comforts and United Kingdom's comforts. You know, wow. I definitely want to want to make these curry deviled eggs. An English icon, the creamy chicken vegetable soup with apples. I've had a, a, a soup very similar to that with a little curry twist in there as well. That's great. Thank you so much, Dust. I will be trying some of these. My pleasure. I interviewed the guy who wrote that book. Really? So that's why I have that book. Mm, spinach and olive quiche with Ras Al Hanout. Wow. They said, do you want to interview a guy who wrote a book about curry? And I said, uh, well, my best friend Ton loves curry. So yes. Yeah, man. I'll do it. Crispy vegetable curry triangles. I wonder what's up with that. What is up with that? Anyway, it's the five count. That show where we read amongst ourselves about yeah. curry i love uh, uh vegetable pakora i wonder if it's similar to that love this idea thank you so much glad i could help ton we've got five count mailbag questions and hotline who's it's and just a lot of really fun stuff planned for the evening you're a fun kind of guy so it makes sense i try to keep things lively you know because mm-hmm. you're kind of a debbie downer as they say am i really like a person named Debbie who's real pissed off all the time. That's a bummer. Sorry about that. Well, you know, maybe we can just uh, try to salvage what's left of the program. I mean, I'm, an hour and 52 minutes of it. I'm trying to figure out still what you and Floyd Schultz's gripe is with me and racing drivers. I don't understand. Uh, it's guys who just drive around and waste gas. Huh. It's kind of boring. 
I don't think that's the slander that was thrown around Twitter, though. That had nothing to do with gas. That's how I feel. Huh. Not sure what Floyd Childs' issue is, but I'm sure it's probably warranted. Warranted. No, I I seem to remember him saying something about fake drivers, which is preposterous. Preposterous. Oh, I'm sure it's probably fixed. I'd like you. I'd like Floyd Childs to tell Fernando Alonso to his face that he's a fake driver. That's what I want to see happen. Well, make it happen, son. Invite him over. I would love to. Maybe for some curry. Let's figure it out. Invite them both over for some curry and just see what happens. You know, we could hear what happens. Uh, ween. We're just going to play Ween. Let's do it. It's the five count featuring Ween and Ton. Together. Together at last. Ladies. Never mind. Hey there, guys. All right.
Hey there, this is Claude Coleman Jr. from the band Ween. You're listening to The Five Count. Yeah. 
This new song's about a dead bitch.
Kills me to sing like that. This is Frida Payne, and you're listening to The Five Count.
Welcome back to the five count. It's been great so far. Starring Ton. AKA Captain Fantasy. <laughs> He's sick because he hangs out with children a lot. I, do. I won't go into any more details. Well, it's my own children. Hang out with them quite a bit. Sure. Hey, Ton, we're playing a lot of Ween tonight, live renditions of Ween songs featuring Dave Drywitz, the bass player for Ween, who will be on the program later tonight. Awesome. He's also in a band called Joe Russo's Almost Dead. They play a lot of Grateful Dead songs, so I know that's right up your alley. Okay. It's not really. Well, maybe it will be once you give it a chance. If you want to hear something funny, I don't know how it happened. But somehow, somehow, when I attach, when my phone connects Bluetooth to my car, if I'm not on, if I'm not like on purpose trying to play something else, for some reason, it starts playing some Jerry Garcia, Grateful Dead, like live album. And I cannot express to you how unbelievably boring it is instantly. Hmm. That might sound terrible, but this whatever this live album is, it's so boring and slow, and they're like doing covers of other songs, and it's terrible. It's like terrible. I, I like was trying to listen to it, thinking, "Well, yeah, lots of people love these, love these guys, love Jerry Garcia." You know, like people are obsessed with this band, and so I started listening to this album, and I'm like, "This is not." Like, why? Why is this happening? <laughs> to the point where I want to, like, just wipe my phone now. Like, I, just to make it stop. Do you feel that way about me when I talk? Sometimes, but I mean, not usually. Hmm. So this isn't really, like, a funny 
haha kind of story. No. I mean, maybe. Sort of. It's for, for kind other of. people. I mean, it should be kind of funny. I mean, it's whatever. If you love Jerry Garcia, Garcia and the Grateful Dead, I mean, that's fine with me. You should definitely love them, and I hope you enjoy them every day or whatever floats your boat. But for me, I was just like, I don't understand. Maybe I need a different album. You know? Maybe I just need to listen to a different album. Do you love them? Do you love them? Uh, no, I wouldn't say I'd love them. But okay. But you like them. I don't know that I'm the authority on cool fun things that you should be doing or liking you know so you I mean, don't... i waste i've wasted a thousand saturday nights on public radio i mean who am i to who am i to judge yeah hmm. what is this that i have and how did it get on my phone that's the question garcia live volume seven Maybe you ha- maybe you need a different volume. That's the thing you gotta. I need to de- del- I need to delete it off my phone. Is what needs to happen. Oh, it Tana, needs to go away. I've got some bad news. What's the bad news? I feel bad about this, but I did not discover this until a couple days ago. That five count alumnus Steve Grimmett died. Oh, from Grim Reaper. Yeah, but like six months ago, didn't know about it. Just stumbled upon that information the other day. Hmm. Nobody told us. Couldn't do a tribute or nothing. Wow. That's too bad. I feel terrible. As you should. Thanks. Well, I mean, I already did, but now I feel even worse. Yeah. No, that's crazy. I didn't see anything about that either. But I don't see most things anymore. And the things you do see, you see them on the show, and then you tell other people to look at them, even though this is a audio medium. Yeah, can't actually see it. You're a complex man. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, it is what it is. That's what the higher-ups usually say, isn't it? You think we should turn it into a full full podcast, like the modern-day style, where we're just on camera all the time, 24-7? That's mm. all they do now. But that's the funny thing. Like we are a legit radio show on a on a on a real terrestrial radio station. But when you tell people all they think about is podcasts and then furthermore most of the podcasts that they listen to are also a YouTube show where it's really the same podcast but it's just cameras are on. How do you feel about that? I don't like that idea. Because when you're listening to the show now, yeah, as it currently is, yes, I feel like people could possibly mistake me and the sound of my voice for someone who may be attractive. Yeah. Okay. But if we're on camera, that's going to eliminate all doubt. Yeah. Especially when I'm next to you. Okay. I don't have a chance. So what are you saying? Like they would see your face and then just turn it off? Like you're so repulsive that they might turn it off just on... Your looks? Uh, it is possible, and no. I think me being that ne- you're like um, ugly highlighter. What? Me being next to you? Uh huh. It's real. It's it's gonna be just like fluorescent lighting <laughs> shining on me. Like oh god. <laughs> I've never. Even- <laughs> what did you say? Ugly highlighter? Yes. I've never. <laughs> I've never even heard of this. Well, that's because you've never... Ugly highlighter. You've never been... Wow. 
visually unpleasing. That's not. So there's no reason for you to hear these that sorts can't. of terms that ugly people like me have to. <laughs> that can't be real. That can't be a real thing. <clears throat> this is unbelievable. Well, it's not a real thing as long as we stay oh. only audible. Yeah. I think you're crazy. I think maybe we should do it just so that you can see all the people. Just you saying that now means that if we it, like started filming it and releasing it all that way, it would just it would be overwhelming. I guarantee you'd get floods of how people think that you are actually the hot one and Ton can go take a hike. That's what they would say. It's kind of you to lie about that, but they would um, say that. Now I think as much work as we put into the show. I feel like people are able to listen to it and they say, oh, yeah, I like this. That's good. Oh, he's funny. Yeah. That's a good point he made. Ton knows a lot about curry. Yeah, that guy this sounds This is awesome. Hot. They but say then, that about you all the time. This guy sounds hot. But if they see me, yeah. they're going to totally tune out anything that's coming out of my mouth and they're just going <laughs> to say, oh, gross. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. And I feel like that's... <laughs> I've already got a couple strikes against me. It would not. Nobody would say that, Dust. What are you, crazy? Well, I don't want to find out. Uh, so, what if the short story that? made much, much longer? I think we ought to just stick to the radio. Okay. No cameras. Well, your friend Holly knows you, sees you in person. She's not saying that. Not to me. Not to, she even said on. Did she say once she put in sent in a voicemail saying that she doesn't even care what ton looks like. You're still the hot one. Something to that effect. Some people have. Uh, I'm like a dog with three legs. <laughs> you know, just like stinks because it's been hanging out in the riverbanks all day. But it's like, oh, he's cute. You know, it's like a pity. It's a pity cute. Oh, God, I'm like a dog with three legs. Come on now. <laughs> and I, I can be pity cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I feel like that, I don't know, it takes away from what wow. we're trying to accomplish here. Wow. You know, like <clears throat> talking nonsense about yeah. NASCAR and coughing all over the mics. Mm-hmm. At least I uh, own this microphone. <laughs> it's my mic to cough on. Anyway, yeah, it's... uh. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that decision. Unless we want to just have the camera focused on you, and I could be a disembodied voice, yeah, like a narrator. Oh. Well, listen, I don't need I don't need the ridicule either, honestly. I mean, I'm married. I get enough of that at home already. It's ridiculous. I've already been beat down enough. Well, so this idea seems bad on all fronts yeah why did you even come up with this idea i mean the only person that really tells me that i'm good looking at all i think is you which sometimes i don't know how to take it but you know i'll take what i can get at this point take it to the bank mister straight to the bank the heartthrob beefcake bank (laughs) wow yeah that is what i need to do i need to open up a savings account on dusty's love Right, so I can store it away for later. Use it when I got none. For a rainy day. Yeah. Just, for me, it's every day. Wow. Every day feeling not loved and beat on. You've got tens of dozens of adoring fans. You'd go make a withdrawal from the Dusty Love Bank. It's 
great idea. You can just call me and I'll remind you. Okay. That you're the the better of the duo. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's true. In what capacity? You're the Don Johnson. Uh-huh. I'm the Tubbs. Can we get some of them jackets? Like can we legally possess them or yeah, what are you like, asking? Yeah, you know. Can I afford them? Probably like that, not. With a white jacket and a pink shirt or whatever. Let's do that. Just get the jackets. You probably look really good. I've seen you in a suit, but just the jacket though. We don't want a full suit. We're casual. We're casual, cool guys with the jacket and the sleeves still kind of rolled up, even though we got the jacket. Can I keep my camels in my sleeve? Oh, sure, if you want. Yeah. I mean, it's fine with me because I know you won't smoke any. They're just for looks. Yeah. Which, by the way, you don't really need the camels to look more tough, Dust. You'll look pretty tough just on your own. What if I had a a camel? <laughs> An actual camel yeah, was but, rolled up in your sleeve. Dude. No, don't be yeah. ridiculous. I'd have it like on a leash or something. <laughs> Somebody gets too close, the camel spits out. Oh, Scott's just, that'd be the toughest thing I've ever seen. Could you imagine? Got a freaking camel rolled up in his shirt sleeve. Yeah, man. Wow. What if the Miami Vice guys rode camels? I mean, what would you even say to that, right? Guys on a motorcycle, you come out on a camel. You'd you'd say, holy number two. Yeah. You'd be scared. You'd be scared number two-less. You'd stop that bike right then and there. Who needs a Ferrari when you got a camel? Hey, man. Just a guy walking down the street, like riding a camel down the streets of Miami, dude. Nobody's messing with that guy. Sitting there with a pink shirt on, his hair all done up, riding the back of a camel. Camel spitting on people. What the heck, man? That's something crazy right there. You could have your own YouTube show. That's actually a good plan, really. Of course, that would completely negate everything I said about the cameras, but... yeah. And eh, maybe we'll just we'll have to brainstorm some more. I mean, who do you think would win out? Like, if you rode the camel down to Muscle Beach, would I still get more attention because I'm on a camel? Right? I imagine so. I kind of have knees like a camel. Right? Okay. I might be a fun icebreaker. It could be, yeah. Absolutely. I love this idea. I have a similar hump on my back. Yeah. When I bend over to tie my shoes, I kind of look like a camel. Yeah, I noticed that, but I didn't want to say anything. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I Tom, hope it's okay, though. I hope it's. Hey, you know who did want to say something? No. Dave Drywitz from Ween. Yeah, man. He's on the program tonight. Let's hear from him. Yeah, we should do that. Let's do that. We're joined today by the one and only Dave Drywitz. He is the bass player for the band Ween. Dave, how you doing today? Good. How you doing today? You good? I'm good, yeah. Thank you so much for joining okay. me. I appreciate it. Right. Okay. Well, Dave, you seem to be playing in uh, like a half dozen bands at a time, it seems. Can you tell us a bit about uh, your band, jo- Joe Russo's Almost Dead? I know you guys are on the road now. Yeah, we'll be out next week and we'll, we're playing doing the weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, can I tell you about it? Well, we just celebrated 10 years of, um, of playing the music of the Grateful Dead. And um, we plan to keep doing it. So uh, 
I don't know what else to tell you. I, I mean, the, the reactions from people has been unbelievable. Where the, the gigs and, and concerts that, that we've we've been able to play and and places, it's just been unbelievable. So, uh, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always always thankful and grateful. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. The uh, the schedule you keep. I see you playing all over the place. Um, even saw you playing with Uncle Floyd. I'm not sure what that's about, but that's it's amazing. Uh, yeah. You're all over the place. Yeah. Well, Uncle Uncle Floyd plays every Wednesday in New Jersey, and uh, and I join him every time I can. And I play an acoustic bass with no amp. He plays an acoustic piano, and uh, Jeff plays the drums. And uh, we have a really good time. I'm learning a lot from him. He's uh, I don't know if you know or if you're familiar with Uncle Floyd because uh, unless you're from New Jersey, most people don't might not know who he is or, or think they've heard of him. But anyway, I've seen a lot of clips, uh, and I know the Ramones played uh, on his show and yes, a few other bands. So they did, right? Right. Well, um, yeah, he's he's old school. He comes from the Catskills, old old timers entertainment. Uh, very Italian, very New Jersey, and uh, and and very seventies. Like a lot of, and we'll play the music from all in the family and the Godfather too. So that's always it's always a, a joy, and I learn a lot of old songs and uh, and sometimes some get some good jokes too out of it. So uh, I have a really good time with it. That's and, awesome. And uh, yeah, I just had a did a nice thing this past weekend with Marco Benevento who that does his own music. He's also involved in Joe Russo's almost dead. And he, and for a while I, I was a member of his group and we've been doing before we started uh J rad almost dead. Um, we were all in a Zeppelin band together where we played. It was basically all J rad except uh, Tom Hamilton. We played instrumental versions of Led Zeppelin and the melodies were all performed on, on an organ. So it was kind of like, wow like a Booker T and the MGs plays the music of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> but, um, so, and then we started playing the, the dead catalog. And, uh, so Marco and I did a nice weekend where we, we played just acoustic bass and acoustic piano. And, uh, we played in the Delaware water gap. And then we played in, in his hometown, Woodstock, New York. And then yesterday we did a, uh, we played a thing called Barnstock. It's basically a guy's barn, and he has concerts on Sunday afternoons. We had no idea if anybody would be there. We showed up and there was a line down the driveway to get in. <laughs> and it was just great. We had the greatest uh, afternoon playing. Uh, and we played jazz tunes, but then we played some rock tunes. We played some lean stuff. We played Marco's music. We play, uh, yeah, we played some country stuff. We kind of just have a good time playing music that we love. And it's really, it was very joyful and, and and quite fun. Awesome, so, man. Yeah, got some. Uh, so this week I'll be I'll be with in in Atlanta with uh, with with Joe Russo, and then in a couple of weeks I'll be playing in in Las Vegas with Ween at the uh, Las Vegas Brooklyn Bowl. So I'm looking forward to that. Three nights of that, and uh, yeah, it's just a busy year of lots of well, a lot of more more great concerts and stuff. So keeping very busy. Yeah, definitely, definitely cool, and you know, of course, to be in the basis for Wayne, um, it seems like the fan base for Wayne is very similar to to the Grateful Dead. You know, talking about uh, J Rad, very passionate fans who kind of follow you guys all over the country, and you know, trade all the live recordings. Uh, they're kind of like 
the new Grateful Dead, I guess, in a way. It's there's well, a lot of a lot of fans have their they have their cult followings, and and we're one of them. And our fans are fantastic. They're just awesome. They travel. They're so nice and respectful, and 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 uh, and group, and they have a community that almost has nothing to do with us as, as well as J-Rad does. So um, I don't know how I got to be in these, uh, these bands that, that create their own cult followings, but it's <laughs> absolutely the greatest thing, you know, for, uh, for making this a sustainable living. And, uh, you know, I just am so lucky to play in two great bands, you know, different music and, uh, and, and, all the guys in both bands are all my best friends, you know, so it's really, it's really lovely. And I'm, I feel lucky. It's a lot of work though. I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, it's the best thing I would do this if I, if I wasn't getting paid for it anyway, but, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot to it, you know, and especially balancing the two schedules with the two bands. That gets a little dicey sometimes. Sure. Unfortunately, I have to miss some, some gigs, uh, with with J Rad, um, but they have a wonderful bassist who's a good close one of Joe's closest friends, and he he does a fine super job. So we get, we were covered, you know. It's nice. <laughs> it's like it's unbelievable. So I just have I just have to stomach missing like these some amazing gigs that uh, J Rad does. But I'm still in the band. I'm a proud member even though I can't be at, uh, you know, because he can't be at all the board meetings, right? Sure. But you get well, everyone you can, and uh, and everybody's cool, and we try to make it work, you know. It gets tough sometimes, but but I, every time, it, you know, the same thing, I was well, we've been doing this for 10 years now. Ween's been back for, well, like seven years, so we've been juggling the two bands for seven years, and the managers of both bands help make it make it work. You've been with uh, Ween, I think, for about twenty five years or so altogether. Hit my hit, hit my twenty fifth year, yeah, this yeah. year with Ween. Well, can you yeah, tell the so, uh, tell the listeners a bit about you know how you first got together with those guys? I, I think that's a, it was an interesting story well, where they were kind we, of a fan of yours first, and well, we met. Um, no, no, we all met through this an amazing musician chris harford and uh we're all friends and we played some shows that as a big group together all playing different stuff i mean we had a little band with chris harford my friend greg dijazu and matt guzda and and it was called green lip muscles and and we were fans of the ween guys and we had you know we had their record and um chris was friends with them and the house we were rehearsing was also the home of andrew weiss who was in the Rollins band and produced all the Ween records and knows where they recorded everything. He and Chris were roommates and Andrew's still in that house. And so we went over to the house. This is about 1991. And uh, Chris said, well, you know, the Ween guys are here. We're going to jam. So we started jamming. We said, we have a gig on Saturday. You know, we really, uh, we got to practice. If you guys want to do the gig, we'll figure it out. But if you don't, then you got to go and we'll practice. So anyway, they're like, oh, yeah, we're free Saturday. That's great. And we just had the best time. And then um, I, I started a band called Instant Death. And it was a duo. It was, it was like opposite wings, just bass and drums. <laughs> and um, and we opened for them at this little, like, this little uh, benefit thing. And they're like, 
they loved us. They were like, you guys are amazing. And invited us on tour to open for, for Ween on the Chocolate and Cheese tour with Andrew Weiss on bass and Claude Coleman in the band playing drums. And what a band that was. They would play for three hours. And I, I just sat there like, it was like seeing Zeppelin. It was unbelievable. And uh, I thought this is the best band in the world. And then uh, that was in 1995. And then in 97, they called me, Mickey called me to ask me if I wanted to do, they just finished the mollusk. And he said, do you want to do some playing? And I said, I was waiting. I was like, I knew they needed a bass player. I was waiting, hoping they would, <laughs> they would call. And they finally did. And he said, oh, cool. So um, are you free Saturday? And I said, yeah, uh, sure. I'm free tonight. Like, they said, well, we're doing this TV show Saturday, so can you come over tonight? We'll we'll listen to the record and figure out what we're going to do with that. Of course. So we went over and sat down and put on a cassette of the mollusk at Claude Coleman's house, great uh, tree farm house that he uh, that he lived at. We all rehearsed there all the time. It was, it was almost like a community center's recording studio and everything. We sat there on the couch and listened to the whole mollusk, and it was just like like the best day of my life you know <laughs> but uh so we did we did the saturday thing there was a show called um called viva variety it's on youtube you can see it we did the gold the song the golden eel we had dancers dressed maybe i think they were dressed in sailor suits like hot girls dressed in sail, french sailor suits it was really crazy and then um and then like a few weeks went by and i didn't hear anything and i was wondering am i in this band or did they just need me to do this gig you know and <laughs> You know, I didn't really know. But then the first tour that year was the Horde tour. And we did this. We played a few shows and then we went on tour. And the the other acts were back. Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Um, Primus, where we first met Primus. And, and uh, it was just unbelievable. Like, all of a sudden we're on tour with all these bands. And, and they were all coming to see Ween. They were all into Ween. So it was... We almost actually... And maybe the first night of that festival, we almost got thrown off <laughs> in classic lean fashion, but I can't really get into why. Sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, anyway, but uh, it's been a long, crazy 25 years. Um, you know, best, best years of my life. Still my favorite band, you know, besides Zeppelin and the Beatles. So uh, Awesome. So, yeah. You mentioned um, being on the road here, the three dates in Vegas, and I know you got a couple other dates coming up. Oh, yeah. Then we would go to New Orleans and play the jazz festival, and I played one weekend with Ween, and then the following weekend with J-Rad, and then, um, oh, there's more. There's lots of stuff, festivals, and Ween's doing a whole actual... We, for the last bunch of years, we've done, like, three or four-day runs. We usually don't go out much, but we're actually doing, like... I think it's almost a two week tour, which is, which is major, wow. you know, we never, we're weekend warriors, both bands, like no, neither of those bands go on tour very long. We're good for about three nights and then everybody needs to go home <laughs> and uh, re, re, regroup. <laughs> so we'll yeah. see how that goes, but I'm looking forward to it. There's, there's even New York dates, but there's a lot, both bands have a lot of dates all year and um, looking forward to do that. Maybe doing more, stuff with marco and 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 some of the guys looking to i have some recording project ideas i want to do some jazz kind of things and um you know so busy but 
but keeping busy on the days off is 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 key. You know, doing more maybe more duo stuff with Marco, really exploring that. So a lot of upright bass these days for me, which is nice. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you talk a bit about I guess what goes into you know doing like three dates in Vegas? I mean, when you play with Ween, you basically end up with like an eight hour set list. I mean, that's a that's quite a quite a job. Yeah. Well. You know, we um, we get together in the at the venues, and we have a little uh, we have a little backstage area with tiny little amps, like like what you would have in your house or something, or or even smaller. And uh, we set up. We um, Mickey comes up with the set list always. You know, a few hours in the somewhere in the afternoon usually, and we look at we look it over and figure out if there's anything we need to go over. Sometimes we go over a bunch of stuff. Sometimes we don't go over anything and, uh, and we just get to it. Yeah. And it's, it's a, you know, for three day thing, we usually try to do no repeats. And, um, sometimes that doesn't always go, but usually you try to do that. And so that's, that's kind of, um, and kind of, I guess the same thing goes, goes on for, uh, for the dead stuff. I, I still to this day, practice i thought i would know this stuff after a year or two but for the grateful dead stuff i always spend a lot of time practicing before running all the songs the day of the show and leading up to as long as as early as the moment i get the set list you know i start working on this like what do i have to go over here you know what am i good with what am i a little shaky on so less of that kind of for ween the ween songs are pretty ingrained so but we still we still do go over stuff we try to pull out old stuff as as we haven't been making any new music so we try to find unusual stuff to play songs that haven't been played much or you know left out of the mix and try to just bring something new when we play so we have something 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 to offer more than uh, than what we do you know and that's what we do so yeah, that's that's kind of what goes on before you know before a uh, before a three day run. Well, and luckily for us uh, here in Minnesota, Ween has a, a connection to us here, so you guys seem to come through uh, fairly often. So that's great. That um... yeah, yeah, I think we have. There's a, a. Are we playing? Is there a new spot that we're playing this year? Maybe out an outdoor thing. There's something that's happening this summer. I think in Minnesota. Okay. For us. Maybe it's not announced yet, so maybe I shouldn't say anything. Something <laughs> breaking something news. Something that's remember being kind of cool, like wow, we're going to do that, and then of course, you know, it was probably scheduled for the last three years and never happened, dealing with COVID and all. So hopefully, we'll get back to there. Minnesota, I'm in Minneapolis. So I've been great for we love playing the playing First Avenue and and just every time every time we play there, it's always. It's always a hoot and awesome. People in Minnesota are great. Always like most supportive Ween, one of the most supportive Ween towns, you know. What I love about Ween, you guys are able to play so many styles and genres and, you know, you do them well. I mean, it says a lot about you as a musician to be able to to pull that off. And it's got to be great for you to be able to to dabble in so many different areas in the same band. Yeah, it's it's a great, it's, that's a great point about Ween and it makes it really fun. And like my whole thing has always been kind of in different 
having my hand to different kinds of music and I just love music so much. So Ween is like the ultimate way to, you know, to get to experience other we play some jazz, we play some punk, <laughs> some metal and uh, psychedelic music and it's kind of bass heaven. There's a lot of great bass stuff in Ween and uh, I'm really lucky to get to play that music all the time. I, such uh, classic stuff and um, it's always been, it's always been challenging and, and, and just awesome, especially as a fan, you know, so I always, I loved Ween. Before I was in the band, I was, I was taken, you know, I'd be one of those people traveling around going to see them. Well, maybe not at this point, but maybe. I'd go see them whenever they play in town if, they were, if I wasn't part of the band. Though. <laughs> well, and you get, to, um, you get to pull out Ace of Spades uh, every once in a while, too. That's great. Yeah, every once in a while, <laughs> they let me do that. We have a, well, we have our own Ace of Spades club. It's going to be a long night. And, uh, and sometimes we do that one. So, uh, yeah, I get to live my, my Lemmy like, fantasy <laughs> for a minute and hopefully do, do Ace of Spades with you know, with justice, with justice and respect, and uh, and and you know, and if let me heard it, he would uh, approve. You know, <laughs> so uh, one of the first times I remember doing that, and we we never toured Europe very much, but one of the first places I remember doing it was in Prague, and there's just something about Ace of Spades in the Eastern Eastern Europe, and as soon as we started playing that. Something happened and there was stuff flying. Like I had my eyes closed and I could feel a change whipping, spit whipping by my ears. And it was with the most respect. Like it was just people just couldn't take it. And we started playing that song, wow. and I it blew my mind kind of. But I understood the you know the Eastern European thing with Motorhead and certain bands like that, especially that <laughs> song and 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 there. So that was that was pretty cool. Awesome. That was early on. That was in, I think, 2003. Maybe the only time we ever played there. Unbelievable place. But, yeah, we, you know, both Ween and J-Rat just play in the U.S., and it's awesome. I'd love, I wish, I wish we'd go to Europe, but, you know, can't have everything. <laughs> Ween either has a nice thing. We've gone every 10 years to Australia and New Zealand, and those were always unbelievable places to go. So, um, so yeah, been very lucky. You get to travel around and play Ace of Spades <laughs> Eastern Bloc <laughs> countries, you know. It's pretty great. <laughs> well, Dave, I wanted to ask you, uh, I spoke with Claude Coleman last year, and uh, he said he thought for sure there would be new music from Ween someday. What do you think of that? Do you feel like it's um, maybe something you guys might be back in the studio someday? I think someday, God willing, there will be new music. I can't say it'll be this year, um, but I think we're getting closer to a place where that might be possible. There's a lot of music there that could be, you know, that was written a long time ago that could be, be used as well. But um, I think uh, I think there's a possibility that there could be new music. Let's let's just keep our fingers crossed and be hopeful that that happens. Um, I'll do what I can to to encourage that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you mentioned uh, you know the Ween dates coming up and uh, the J Rad yeah. dates. Is there anything else maybe you're working on or something else the listeners should be looking out for? Um, no, I don't know. I mean, if if, uh, if somebody's in Maywood, New Jersey on Wednesdays, I play with Uncle Floyd from uh, seven to nine, and and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
that's about it. That's that's. Uh, I have a thing called Crested Moon, which is the music of my old band, Instant Death, that opened for Ween back, and it's just bass and drums. And once in a while, I bust that out. So, um, but I usually keep that around the New York and Pennsylvania and New Jersey area. Okay. Um, maybe someday we'll make it out to Minneapolis. I'm. I would love that. I would love to take that anywhere. So awesome, man. So yeah. Again, I appreciate your time. It's been an honor speaking with you. I'm a huge fan. And yeah. It's been great. Thank you oh, so right much. On. Awesome. Well, have you ever heard Instant Death? Have you heard that music? I've heard uh, a little of it. Yeah, when I was uh, kind of uh, looking into your background, um, I uh, right. checked out some and, of that. So. Well, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube. Unfortunately, I haven't, I've been lame about getting it on Spotify. So uh, it was the record we did was done. Andrew Weiss produced it, and uh, it was put out on Choco Dog on their label. Actually, if you want, if you mail me uh, your your mail address, I'll will just send you a CD. I have I have a hundred hundreds of them. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, that would <laughs> so, be great. Uh, yeah, I'll send it out, and uh, but you can find this stuff on YouTube. Unfortunately, like I said, it's not on Spotify or anything yet. But hopefully, someday I got to i got so many things to do, Dustin. i got to make a list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you yeah. putting me on the list here and uh, taking some time out with me today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I'm just sitting in my car. It's on my way. Going to have dinner with my 83-year-old mom, who's a, who's a tuba player. And actually, the reason I play music, because oh, she wow. bought a bass and didn't play the bass, which played tuba, and I got the bass. And then <laughs> now I play bass. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, my friend. Well, good chatting with you. Yeah, send me your address. I'll send you an instant death CD. All right, I will do that. Thank you so much, Dave. It's been an honor. Hopefully, you can speak yeah. again sometime. Yeah, that's yeah. We'll keep in touch, and if we come to Minneapolis, you know, maybe we can meet up or something and uh, say hello. Yeah, All definitely. Right, Justin, you have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. And again, that was Dave Drywitz, the bass player for the band Ween. He's on the road this year with Ween, and also his other band, Joe Russo's Almost Dead.
This is Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead, and you're listening to The Five Count. Dingle remains. 
the five count. I'm talking about on the five count. Rock over five count. Rock over all state. Lick a hyena's dirty butthole. Dina, out.
We're back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the five count. Here it is. Still looking at these curry recipes. Boy, I just really thank you so much, Dust. Yeah. Hey, that was Dave Drywitz from Ween. Isn't that something? That's really something. I mean, Ween is an awesome band, and you've been a fan of them forever. Um, I've seen them in concert with you before. I was in a weird spot in life, but I do remember enjoying it. I would go and do it again. It's awesome. Well, he did say that they might be coming back, but then he said maybe he wasn't supposed to say that, and then Ton <coughs> gave a victory cough. I can say this: um, <clears throat> if you're n- if you don't know who Ween is, and especially if you just like look up Ween and listen to a couple songs right now, and you're kind of like turned off, or maybe even just like weirded out a little bit, it it took me a while. 
it took me a while to get it. Like, I was listening to it because Dusty listened to it, and I didn't really understand what was happening there. And then eventually, at one point, it just clicked. And I was like, you know what? Ween is pretty awesome. It clicked. Yeah, like, it's pretty awesome. I knew it would. Once you get over, once you get all over that, like, mainstream and egotistical type thought processes and all that business, then you realize, like, you know what? Ween is on to something right here. You know what, Ton? You're kind of, if you don't mind me saying, sort of describing yourself in a way. Really? At least, like, how you were, you know, like, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Wow. I know, right? I I think that you're correct, yes. Do people still say that? I don't know. I know, right? I cringe still when I hear it. Well, Ton, this might make you cringe as well, because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history. It does somewhat. It makes me worried about what I possibly said or did. Well, let's find out, shall we? March 9th, 2013. Almost 10 years ago. This was a special two-hour show. Back when the show was only one hour, so that was like twice as much. Yeah, it was like a big deal for us to do that. Uh, it says here, Ton, you discussed your bad case of face lice. Did that ever clear up? Oh, man. Yeah, it has now. I mean, look at my face. Looks good now. We uh, explained the dangers of dating married women. Guessing that was also you. That's really... <laughs> No comment. <laughs> Uh, we tried to decide who my real father is. That's still a mystery. That is, really. And we shared the words of wisdom bestowed on us by the wise Mr. T. Oh, yes. Yeah. He always said it's better to be somebody than to be somebody's fool. Yeah, man. That's real. And he even released an album by the same name that we played in its entirety. And we also played April Wine. You know why? Because Todd likes to rock. <laughs> I like it. You like it, baby. Yeah. Something to that effect. Yes. And we played Ween 10 years ago. Imagine that. Sounds awesome. That was 10 years ago. I love this idea. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> but now we've got to come back to the present. Yeah. yeah. When you're a miserable jerk. Wait a minute. What do you mean I'm a miserable jerk? It's just what I heard. I'm definitely not that. I mean, I am kind of, I'm half that. Ton. Probably miserable, but I'm not a jerk. Okay. A lovable, miserable, good guy. <laughs> Thank you so you know, much. He's bound and determined to make everybody ill. I might die on this program, which I know you'll enjoy. Son, what I enjoy is reading messages sent to the five-count mailbag. I enjoy that, too. From your adoring fans. Here's one. If you were programming the TGIF lineup for Friday night TV viewing, what would you choose for your four-sitcom block of hilarity? For this hypothetical, you can choose shows from any era. Hopefully, this question was stated simply enough for Ton to comprehend. Signed, Billy Floyd Shouts. <laughs> Man, that guy's got it in for me so hard. Um, 
I mean, do you you got some ideas? I know. TGIF. Yeah. Remember when it was over and it would say, "We'll see you next week." Yeah, man. Love yes, that. it was really good. Tom, did you watch TGIF or were you out like uh, stealing cars? Uh, depends. I I remember it existing, but I don't remember actually watching it a whole lot. Can you pick four sitcoms that you would pair together? That's tough because the TGIF lineups were already pretty solid. I don't. Even, I don't even remember what the, what they were. Oh, there was all sorts of great shows. Like they all were. Full House. Yeah, I remember Full House. Perfect Strangers. Don't really remember watching that. Step by Step. Urkel. <sighs> Urkel was on there. Yeah, I watched Step by Step very rarely. I've seen some Urkel. Well, what would you put in there? Knott's Landing? That's not really a sitcom, I guess. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I think wow. I'd keep Full House in there. Okay. Can't go wrong there. But it has to be a sitcom. So you can't say like with those endless shows of angry guys fixing motorcycles that you like. That doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, It's got to be a sitcom. So, I mean, I do remember this is, I think, newer than then. But I remember uh, really liking Home Improvement. I liked that show. Okay. For a little while. So could you do Full House and Home Improvement and um, Roseanne? Yeah, well, I mean, this is your hypothetical hilarity block. I'd put Sanford and Son in mine. Okay. Definitely wouldn't put Home Improvement in mine, but... Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. Is the A-Team a sitcom? No, not really. See, I keep going that direction, too. I go that full direction, and then I'm like, no, it's not comedy. Even for a little bit in my mind, I was thinking, I can say Quantum Leap, because there's funny things that happen in Quantum Leap, but Quantum Leap is not a sitcom. It's not comedy-based, really. And you stand a lot when you watch that. Yeah. That's more of like a stand action, I'm, yeah, I'm just, not a sit comedy. I'm at attention at all times. Yeah. Highly tense. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. I really enjoyed shows like that. Like, I really liked Quantum Leap. Um, I want to say that I really liked Knight Rider, but I actually, I never watched it religiously. I was like too young, but I remember watching some Knight Rider and being like, holy number two. Uh, and then also Dukes of Hazard, but none of those. I mean, would the Dukes of Hazard be a sitcom? Kind of. I don't think so. Not really. Apparently, Floyd shouts. This question was not stated <laughs> simply enough for Ton to comprehend. Oh, geez, here we go. Threw me right under that bus. What about the Harry and the Hendersons TV show? Terrible. Oh, you don't want that one on your lineup? No. But you can have it. Thanks. What about Blossom? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Blossom. Okay. Is that four? Do we have enough? I think we do. I think we do. It's a pretty I, good list. I remember watching Full House. That was a good show. What about Herman's Head? You put remember, that on there? I don't remember that at all. Oh. What's Herman's Head? It's this guy, Herman, and there's guys in his head. Oh. I don't remember that at all. 
Yeah, you didn't miss much. Would you say for sure that Perfect Strangers is is like really good? Oh, uh, I love it. That's you what love you're it. asking. Do you still watch it from time to time or? Of course. Really? It's got one of the best theme songs ever. Okay. So I should try to watch it. It's my lifetime, my dreams. Nothing's going to stop me now. Yeah, watch Perfect Strangers. What it, well, I mean, what else are you doing? Nothing. Well, then what's the problem? And I'm going to start watching it. Listen, I trust you. After Taxi, I fully trust you now. It's for the best. Yeah. I have your best interests at heart. I mean, I watched you wear taxi jammies and stuff and have taxi sheets and pillowcases and all this stuff for years and thought, what is wrong with this grown adult man? You thought that about me? What is even happening here? And then you'd be like, taxi, it's pretty good. Like you just do your normal thing. Like, it's pretty good. I mean, what am I going to say? It's pretty good. And then you're like, what, what do you mean? Like, like me. it's pretty good, but you own all this taxi? Like, why? What? What is even happening? And then you're like, I mean, I own it. It's pretty good. And so finally, one day, I'm like, okay, fine. I'll watch some of this taxi. Let me just see how what what is what pretty good really is. Turns out it's amazing. Wow. Turns out it's awesome. Even better than Mr. Belvedere. I think so. I think so for sure. It's high for praise. Me. For me, yes. I loved it. I loved Taxi. Better than Night Court? I was completely like, I've never really watched Night Court, so I'm going to say yes. Mm. Floyd Shouts ain't going to like that. Well, I can't can't make them all happy. The question is, do you think Taxi's better than Night Court? Yeah, probably. Never really watched Night Court. But I'm also, you know me well enough by now, Dust, that that's my personality. That I actually typically would prefer something with a more serious note than something that is just closer to slapstick. You know what I mean? Like, Taxi has funny moments, but they actually tackle hard issues. Kind of like this show. Social issues. You're basically describing this program. Yeah. And they do it in this great way. I don't know. It's a great show. Loved it. How do you feel about this show, Tom? Love it. How do you feel about Ween? Love it. We could play some Ween. Let's do it. We have live versions of your favorite Ween tunes because Dave Drywitz was on the program earlier tonight. This whole idea is top notch. Oh, well, in that case, here's some Ween. Come on. It's a beautiful night for a walk on the beach, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would say that. I would say that. Let me start off with a basket of chips. Then move on to the polio saro taco. I would like two polio saro tacos with one beef chimichangas. On the chimichanga, I would like a side of sour cream. I would like tomatoes and onions on my quesadilla. For dessert, I would like the sopapillas. I would like extra cinnamon on my sopapillas. Do you make guacamole? Yes, I, mean, I do make guacamole. I like a side of guacamole on my tostitos. I like to I like to dip the tostitos in guacamole. Can I get a basket? I told you about a basket of chips. I like a large iced tea. Uh, two, two, uh, two large iced teas. Okay, 
Okay, that'll be uh, 1607 out of 20. Okay, 1607's a change. Hi, can I help you? Uh, I would like a basket of chips, a beef chimichanga with the side of sour cream. I would like some guacamole on my chimichanga with a quesadilla, tomato, onion, and vegetables. I should like a burrito with beef, beans, and I would like a carne asada taco. Could you put some hot sauce on that for me? No, no, be inside the taco, not on the side. Yes, can I have a carne asada taco? Not the pollo asado. We, we don't have chicken. We don't have chicken. <laughs> Do you have guacamole? Yeah! Can you, can you make me some guacamole? I have guacamole. Okay. On my burrito, I would like a mochaco beef and a shredded pork. And, and some more cheese, please. Uh, okay, that'll be 22. Uh, oh yes, yes, I would like two lemonades and one medium iced tea. Okay, that'll be 2007. Out of 22. Okay, uh, $1.52 is your change. Thanks a lot, your food will be right up. Here, uh, let me get your drinks. Hi, can I help you? Yes. Yes, I would like a basket of chips. I would like a beef chimney. Uh, what is, what is, uh, what is, uh, what is the pollo asado? Uh, that's the chicken. Okay, where is the carne asado? Uh, that's the beef. Okay, let me get two carne asado tacos. With extra chick, with extra polio, please. You son of a bitch. Hello there, this is Les Claypool, and you are listening to The Five Count. Oh, I'm not the 
right. <laughs> All right, guys. We are Ween. Thanks for flying Ween Radio. We'll see you out there somewhere. Good night. We're oh, back. yeah. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Don, where the cheese go? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, man. That was Ween. Where did that cheese go? I don't know. Hey, I just want to say, if you're listening to this live on a Saturday on KMSU, The Maverick, a lot of these songs might have some edits and funny-sounding who's-its covering up questionable words and phrases. Sure. If you're listening to this at thefivecount.com or your favorite podcasting app, it's full bore, baby. Full bore. So think about that. Full on. Hide the toddlers. Unadulterated. Yeah, that too. Full on ween. Full on ween. (laughs) That's what it says on tons of business cards. Yep. Full on ween. Hey, the show's just about over. But thanks to uh, Dave Drywitz for being on with us. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's been great. Ton, thanks to you for coughing all over and probably making me sick. Did you tell him about how the Five Count House Band covered some Ween songs before? Uh, no. I was embarrassed. You should have told him. I bet you would have listened to it and thought we did great. I could tell him later. We're friends now. You should. He told me to give him a call. Call me anytime. That's what he said. Something like that. Can you have him over to my house for one of these curry recipes and then we can jam a little bit? Well, he's not from here, but... Okay. I guess if he is in town for some reason, maybe. Yeah. We should try that. I do know that the show is over with. But it's been a lot of fun. The show's over with on this Saturday evening. But it's not over. Not by a... Not by a... What do, you, what do they say? A far sight? Near sight? What a do they say? A long shot. A long shot? Where are you from exactly? I've not heard this saying before. It's not over by a long shot. What did you say? You can go to thefivecount.com and listen to a million episodes there. There's probably 13 million episodes of The Five Count just waiting for you to listen to it over and over again for the next 45,000 years. Wow. That's uh, how much entertainment we have to offer. That's a lot of nonsense that just came out of your mouth. And when you're done doing that, you can go to YouTube and you can watch The Five Count Co-op. In fact, why don't you do that? Watch The Five Count Co-op while you have The Five Count Show running in the background. So you have both of us coming at you from all directions. It's a lovely idea. Now that's some full bore ween right there. Full on ween. Done. Did you know that we have a Patreon page that people could join? Help support our our great radio causes. Yeah, man. You get access to everything early before other bozos. And you get all the classic shows. And you get all sorts of bonus content. And things of that ilk. It's really good. It's all out there for you. You'll feel good. Check it out. If you donate like a lot... You might be able to write it off on your taxes. I don't know. Oh, sure, yeah. Or maybe not. It's that time of year. Maybe check with your accountant before you do that. Check with your accountant. Actually, donate it first and then check. And <laughs> just to, It'll all come out in the wash. It really will. I think that's it, Tom. Show's over. It's been pretty great. Thank well, you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. See you then. Probably. So long. 
Now, boys and girls, turn the record over.